Hey everyone, Sean and Dave here from Saturday Morning Cartoons. We cannot start this week's show, absolutely cannot start this week's show, until we thank the following people who went to Patreon.com to sponsor this show. Derek Haynes. Alex Kazanis. Jack Connolly. Jonathan Renteria Elie. Bill Dixon. The wonderful Melanie Harker. Dr. Jason Woods. Oh, the fantastic Allison Keene. The alright Jamal Newman. The so-so John Helter. Battle Matt Fitness. The wonderful David Trumbor. And the one and only Sean Paul Ellis. Hey, out there, if you guys want to be on this list or just want to know what's coming up next week on the show, check out patreon.com slash Saturday Morning Cartoons for more details. And remember, that's morning with a U. Thank you so much for sponsoring us. Thank you so much for listening. And now, on with the show. Hello and welcome to a very special episode of Saturday Morning Cartoons, the weekly podcast that revisits, reviews, and ridicules some of the world's weirdest animated series. Coming to you from the depths of holiday cheer, I'll be your co-host, Dave Trumbor. <laughs> the ghost of Christmas past is joining me apparently, that is Sean Paul Ellis. How's it going, bud? Oh, David, 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 I'm doing well, buddy. How about yourself? Are you the ghost of Christmas past, present, or future? I can never remember. Uh, future. future. I am from... The future, F- future, <laughs> future Christmas ghost is very sci-fi this year. What? is it my Christmas steampunk like? future monocle? Yeah, it might be. Yeah, I like it. Probably, probably. It's got mistletoe hanging from it though, which is it. D- kiss suggestive. my eyeball. Yeah, it's yes. suggestive and aggressive at the same time. Kiss my eyeball, but only if you consent. There you go. Perfect. So you're definitely from a future that is uh, on a much better track than our yep. current one, I think. At least I'm aiming for that. That's my ghostly intention. Is that a phrase? Uh, making it. It's a, I mean, in the future, it is. Oh, in yeah. the fu- okay. So, yeah, see, I don't Yeah, know. you guys will get it in like a year or two. There's like a whole big hashtag thing that accompanies it, but you guys will catch up. It's cool. Don't worry about it. Hey, I have a question for you. Since you're from the future, what kind of remakes of classic cartoons exist in the future at an undetermined date because we have not yet established one uh what remakes of cartoons exist in your time that you're like a real big fan of well to give you a heads up it's 2019 where i am okay well there it is we'll put a pin in that one <laughs> so and you're gonna be so disappointed in all of the remakes I feel like that's they've already good... recast and made another spider-man movie <laughs> it's, it's not wrong <laughs> It's actually not wrong. Have you seen uh, Have you seen the animated Sony Spider-Man movie, Ghost of Christmas? They've already, How is it? They've made three of them. Holy crap! If they move quick, all starring Spider-Ham. Spider-Ham from The Simpsons? No, Spider-Ham. You know, like one from the Spider-Verse. There's like the the ham version of Spider-Man. He's like a like a pig, and his name's yeah, Spider-Ham. I was, li- I was literally thinking of Spider-Pig from The Simpsons, but I didn't know. That I mean, was that would be thing. a good one. Is that a real thing? Yeah, yeah, that's a real, that's a real thing. Like a real, real thing, not like a fake real it's future a, thing. No, I mean it's not for play, play. It's for real, real. Oh wow, for real, real. Yeah, see that managed to already reference another cartoon that we've reboot. There's more drawn together in 2019. Oh my god, that would be amazing. But since we're we're currently in the real, real, we're gonna talk some play, play though. All right. We've we've only done this once before. Is that correct? Yeah, uh, just earlier this year, actually. Oh, really? When the heck was it? And why? 
uh, because it seems we like a were... lazy thing for us to do. What did we do this for? Uh, no, it was it was a very 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 lazy thing. So we we had a month where we were talking a lot of cartoons, and this was back in May. Uh, I'm sorry, June of this year. Uh, we were kind of doing some stuff about uh, the history of SMC, and then we had a couple. We, we sort of took like a we sort of took a knee in June. Oh yeah, where we talked a little bit about the history and some of the stuff breath. that we've done. Right. For episodes 157 and 158, we did some Steven Universe, Attack on Titan, Dragon Ball Super, and Samurai Jack. And then episode 159 was a cartoon fan cast. And we did this because uh, many people might know that Dave works for Collider as well as also Nerdist and loves the idea of being able to fan cast movies. Sean, speaking right now, in the present and not as future ghosts. You're actually speaking uh, from literally all three time phases at the moment, which is really weird to me. It's really, it is really weird. Yeah. yeah it's weird. Boy. Yeah, you're uh, I, I am garbage at fan casting and it was my first time ever doing it uh, back for that episode in June, but I had a lot of fun with it. And so at the end of this year, I thought that maybe we could close out 2017 mm-hmm. with something that I hated earlier this year, but I had a lot of fun <laughs> with. Transformers? In June. God, stop Michael Bay, please. <laughs> the fuck? No more. Oh, God. No more billion dollar franchises. Let me let me ask you this. I think I remember I did Centurions because that's something I actually want to write a screenplay for and right. Gargoyles and possibly Pirates of the Caribbean. But one of those I think was yours. Or not. Oh, man. And by Pirates of the Caribbean, I mean Pirates of Dark Water because what the fuck, brain. And you did, I want to say you did, what was that insane cartoon? I know that doesn't narrow it down. The one with like the subterranean creatures. Oh, sure. So I, I believe that I did a fan cast for Inhumanoids. Yes, Inhumanoids. You did. I, I did one for Inhumanoids as well as also Bigfoot and the Muscle Bigfoot Machines. Bigfoot and the Muscle Machines. That's what it was. Okay. Okay, cool. So... Definitely what the kids are asking for these days in modern right. remakes. Bigfoot and the Muscle Machines, Inhumanoids, yeah. <laughs> Centurions, possibly Gargoyles, possibly Pirates of Dark Water. And if you are familiar with that episode 159, you will know that I had a terrible time letting go of famous American actor Paul Dano because I cast him in pretty much everything. He was not everything. Let's see if I can keep that up tonight. Oh God, it's going to be a one-man show, Paul Dano. Yep, pretty much. Well, before we get into it, I, I kind of have a selfish question for you. Can I throw in a couple that have nothing to do with cartoons? They're just things that yeah. I actually want to see happen? Yeah, yeah, let's do it. All right, so uh, recently, by the time you guys are hearing this, it'll be a couple weeks, but something called the, the Blacklist came out. It's essentially a list of the best unproduced movie scripts from the year. So from the calendar year, 2017, a bunch of studios, independent, uh, traditional major studios, they all get scripts from writers around the world. Most of them end up in the, you know, the, the coal fire for Bob Cratchit at the end of the day. So he stays warm by them. <laughs> but like a very small percentage of them actually get through. But there's this, this company called the, well, this website called The Blacklist a few years back. I don't think it's been running for that many years. They took a look at the unproduced scripts, actually went through them. It was a bunch of like slush readers, so, so uh, assistants who will actually read these scripts to begin with, recommend them or say, no, this is a pass or this is a maybe or whatever. They 
cobbled together this list and they had like the top 10 best unproduced scripts. So it's kind of a weird idea. It's like, here are good scripts, ones that just didn't meet like certain requirements for major studios to get made. But studios will in the next year draw from them and sometimes sign a deal for those things. So that just came out recently. And one of the things that's uh, on that list is a biopic for J.K. Rowling. So a woman, oh. I don't have her name in front of me right now, but she wrote a script for a life story of J.K. Rowling, which obviously is going to have attention. It's kind of interesting because her story is only, you know, we've maybe seen the first, I don't know, half, maybe two-thirds of her story, and, and that's it. So it's kind of weird to me to have one of those when people are A, still alive, and B, fairly young, even if they're very successful. I mean, it's just Harry Potter and the Sorcerer's Stone, right? Yeah, that's the only book she's written so far. So it's like a super early time. To oh, do no, no, no. I mean, just like the early part of her life was just that movie, right? It was just She's a movie. wizard, correct? Like, she's straight up a wizard. You're we, a wizard, We've established. JK. Yeah. Oh, Jesus. Uh, no, I think it'll be actually really interesting. I just think it's, it's going to be like Deathly Hallows where it's like, you're going to need a part two because she's still around and she's still working on stuff and she's still writing stuff. And it's just kind of odd to do it now. Um, yeah. Okay. So I had a biopic in mind for someone who is no longer with us, but who is still very much with us in this current kind of technological era, which may sound confusing. So I'm going to give you a couple teaser uh, titles, and we'll see if you can guess what it is. Okay, sounds good. Uh, the first one, I'll, I'll give you this title, The Joy of Painting. Uh, Bob Ross? Good job, buddy. Yeah. Bob Ross biopic. I did it. I want a Bob Ross biopic i will okay. sit and watch this guy for like hours at a time it's like it's like a drug for me it's like the cheapest pharmaceutical drug to like calm me down and make me take like slow deep breaths ever because i watched him as a kid like a latchkey kid parents weren't home so i was just there doing homework had bob ross on on pbs in the background and it's it's still got that same kind of like weird nostalgia feel but also like calming effect today and the fact that he streams on twitch and netflix and youtube and pretty much any time you want throughout the day, you can always just get that hit of uh, Bob Ross and Happy Little Trees. I have a Funko <laughs> not five feet from me with Bob Ross. I have a board game from Target about Bob Ross <laughs> literally right in front of me. Uh, I'm not obsessed, and I don't think I have a problem, but I really uh, do appreciate the, the Bob Ross brand. So I want a biopic. Mm. I want a biopic. Okay. All right. I, I could see that. That would be really fun. I, Did I could you get watch Joy Painting growing up? I, uh, very sparingly, I was a Latsky kid as well, but I just, I think that I was, if I wasn't doing Saved by the Bell after school, I I was doing Darkwing Duck, Animaniacs, and Tiny Toons all the time, and so I think I had either that live action after school or animated, and I don't think that painting really ever came. I I, I can't remember what time it was on, but it was such like a different energy that it just completely zenned me out as a kid. I'll say this. I I took a painting class in college and I made the mistake of doing it my final semester Mm. when I was at Pitt. When you didn't care. Yeah, when I didn't care. And it was on a Friday and it started. uh, It was it was a three and a half hour class from nine o'clock until twelve thirty. What were you thinking? Every week. I, I wasn't thinking. I was thinking how can I get a majority of the days of the week off? And this is one class that I can consolidate into three hours on a Friday morning and I can show up and I can do whatever I want. Actually, I thought to myself, a majority of the time, I can just come in here later in the day and do 
probably all the work that I need to. It doesn't have to yeah. be in the context of the actual class. Yeah. Good call. And yeah. that's how Sean became the new Bob Ross. Because I, I do actually like painting. And as you're talking about all the stuff that you have that's in close proximity to you, uh, off to my right-hand side, I actually have two blank canvases and an easel. And I have all of my brushes and all of my stuff it, that's still upstairs. Is it the official Bob Ross easel, though? Because uh, that thing was like nuke-proof. No, it's definitely not. A you Bob could hide Ross under one. it in the Cold War, and it would it would keep you safe. No, mine was sort of like one of those art student easels that you you oh, get. Yeah, yeah. It's still pretty nice, but it's a it, it's made by like it's made out of like particle board, mm. and it's broken once or twice, and I've <laughs> I've kind of glued it and put it back together, but it still works, and I. I I need to, you know what, maybe maybe 2018, next year, is yeah. going to be the year that I get back into doing some happy little trees and relaxing a bit. Maybe, I don't, maybe don't like throw that on your plate. Maybe, I'm, I'm going to wait until I retire. I'm going to wait until I retire. <sighs> but I, in the meantime, I would like to see a Bob Ross biopic. I yeah. think it'd be a lot of fun. In the meantime, though, as a follow-up, I'd like a Thomas Kincaid biopic then afterwards. Yeah. Fair enough. <laughs> we can do them side by side and compare. <laughs> yeah, got to get which one looks better. <laughs> <laughs> got to get those fancy mall paintings that make moms just go, oh, should we go inside the Thomas Kincaid store right now? Mom, Yeah, mom, we don't Thomas need to go. You've, it's, it's the same painting you've seen a thousand times before. Relax. But this one has a new, like, hydrant. God damn it. Yep. This one's got smoke in the gym. <laughs> All right. I, you know what? I can get on board with Bob Ross biopic. I, I would he's, like to He's see got a well. really fascinating kind of like background and backstory and stuff too. So I'm not going to belabor the point. But yeah, I want to see a Bob Ross biopic. And Ryan Reynolds as Deadpool as Bob Ross does not count. God. I know oh, you guys okay. out there are thinking about it, but it does not count. It's very okay. funny. Uh, I'm, I'm very happy that he did it, but it's not quite a biopic. Close, but not quite. Okay, cool. What else? Hey, you, you, know said what you, else you, you said yeah, you got, got two. Pair. Yeah, you I said you got, got two. What, do you, what else you got? This, this one's an original idea. Uh, which I don't tend to throw out very often because it's kind of like a really stupid thing to do to tell people that you're like working on something um, and put it out there in the real world. Okay. But I love A Christmas Carol. I like love it. Okay. And I've watched pretty much every adaptation that there is. I have a ranking over on Collider.com. You can go check that out. If you just search A Christmas Carol, you'll find my ranking there. It's like, I think it's probably like 20 or 25 different adaptations. Um, some I just mentioned in passing because they're not worth watching, but the rest of them I'm like, here's here's like a good reason to watch this movie, even if it's like Cicely, what's Cicely Tynan, in uh, in Ebenita, <laughs> one of the worst Christmas Carol adaptations ever. It's really bad. Um, you know, to like Scrooge, to like the classic ones from like the 40s. Anyway, I would like to see a new modern, good. Christmas Carol adaptation, but set in like a contemporary setting. And the idea that I'm kind of playing with has a descendant of uh, Ebenezer Scrooge, because he may not have had any kids of his own, but he did have relatives and, and family. I'd like to see what happened to like his lineage and what happened to his family. And if they have to learn those same lessons all over again, or mm. if the lessons that Ebenezer apparently learned, how that affected his family generations later. Hmm. So I'd kind of like to see that. And the, the guy I have in mind to play this kind of descendant character is John Krasinski. Obviously because of The Office. Not so much now that he's all jacked up and playing like um, Jack Ryan and, and like military, like soldier, right, soldier right. characters, but more from The Office. So think John Krasinski from The Office. And I picture him in like a corporate setting and having to kind of relearn these, these things all over again. So 
an idea that I've been working on for a while and I only ever write ideas down around this time of year. And as soon as New Year's is over, I will not think about it again for 10 months. <laughs> so I figured I'd get it on the podcast now. Can this idea have a lot of the same office style confessional shots? 100%. Perfect. All right, I'm on board. And Steve Carell will play Jacob Marley, I guess. Why not? <laughs> Just so he can be weird and rattle some chains. The ghost of Agent Michael Scarn. Yeah, he would love that, actually. I think he would. Really yeah, I know. That'd be so, fun. yeah, I want to put Jim back in the office, essentially. Is that okay? Thing. Yeah, yeah, I could get on board with that. Okay, cool. Enough non cartoon stuff. What do you got? I'm really anxious to hear this. This is like my present from you for the year. Oh, uh, okay. All right. All right. I get to unwrap uh, and peel back your layers. So, the, the one cartoon that I really wanted to podcast this year, fill me out on this because I've, I've, got, I've got a couple things going with this. Okay. Uh, Captain Planet and the Planeteers. We 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 talk, we covered the the cartoon though, right? Yeah, yeah, we've covered the cartoon. Was I on that episode? I can't remember. You I were think that not. was one of the ones where you yeah you had a guest yeah. too. Talking about episode one sixty three, we had Dr. Shannon Mankus and we yeah, had yeah. Melanie Harker correct on that episode to talk about the sexualization of Mother Earth <laughs> and uh, the and talk about uh. Well, I think it was the the Gaia principle, which is yep. sort of the whole idea behind uh, how we perceive Earth as a woman, mm-hmm. and then Dave or what was it? And then Darren Aronofsky took that as a movie called Mother Exclamation right. Point as a, a way to get out of his relationship that he was in with Jennifer Lawrence. Which congratulations <laughs> to you! Um, your movie was a metaphor. It was a metaphor for go back and do Requiem too. That's what I really want. <laughs> Requiem 2, Electric Boogaloo. <laughs> the squeakquel. So, <laughs> yeah, I, I know. I would not, I'd be okay with Drugged Up Chipmunks as a sequel to that movie. Wow. Totally fine with that. Uh, I think the, uh, the bonus and the exciting part about episode 163 that we did Captain Planet was that we had a drug episode, a oh, drug man. episode. Refresh my memory. What was, what was going on with that? Uh, it was Linka. Uh, okay. It was her cousin who was... I guess a family member of a of a diplomat that was in Washington D.C. and okay. he was doing uh, he was doing a, a type of drug that they had that was here and in the process managed to get Linka addicted to it as well and it's one of those rare moments, guys, where we have an on screen cartoon death and they're what like, "What the crap? I missed yeah, that." Yeah, man, I gotta go back and watch that. Like Brave Star, like Brave just, Star. Yep. Yeah, nice. And they're like. Done. They're like, this could have been avoided if you had not done drugs. And you're like, oh, okay. Get what was it. the what get was it. the famous or infamous Brave Star line? Don't bother. He's yeah. gone. Or something it's like too, that. It's too late. Dead. Or something it's like that. Late. Yeah. It's too Don't late. Don't bother. It's too yeah. late. And then cut to crying Indian. Yep. Yeah. Oh, man. It, yep. It's, it's hard. Brave Star. So, uh, so what do you big, got for Captain Planet? I'm curious. Big idea that I had for Captain Planet is that sure. I want this to be for our generation. Uh, and I'm talking about you, people who are in your 30s, possibly early 40s. Right. Uh, I'm 37. I wanted this to be something that kind of felt like uh, that it grew up with me yeah. and that the people who are cast in those roles are a little bit older than the teenagers that were actually in the show itself. Okay. And the reason being is that I want it to be able to understand 
so many of the things that have changed in terms of our political climate regarding the environment and right. the things that are there. And I want it to have a little bit more weight and bite to it. Right. So, Not so cartoony. Right. And so I think that the actors that I picked from this, they're going to be a little bit older. And so they're not going to be your traditional uh, five kids that you are are all familiar with. But I think that the people that I've cast for this, for the main five, as well as uh, some of our, our Captain Planet, yeah. Gaia, and I've got two villains with a possible setup of a third oh, one to lean oh, into shit. a sequel. So let's kick this franchise off. So, so wait, hold on. It's got to be Don Cheadle, right? For Captain Planet? I mean, obviously. It's it. You know what? We'll, we'll get there in a minute. We'll get there in a minute. All right. <laughs> okay. All right. Uh, Kwame. Are you, are you cool? Are you cool with me throwing out either alternates? Yeah. Yeah. If you have, if you have ideas, let's, I, I'm just, cool. I'm spitballing this. I'm spitballing this. So let's let's get into it. This all is right? your this is your show, yeah. I don't want to. Yeah. I don't want to. No, 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 This is your no, show. No, no. Let it so let it rip. What do you so got? Kwame. Okay. We have John Boyega. John Boyega be good. I like his energy. Um, he's obviously an up and comer. A little younger than I thought you were going, but um, pretty good. I was picturing like a, I guess Chadwick Boseman was probably a little too. Michael B. Jordan, I think, could be an interesting Kwame too. I, I could do Michael B. Jordan as well. But I'm uh, great. I actor. like John Boyega. I like yeah. John Boyega. He uh, brings a different kind of um, approach, I think, than original Kwame. But yeah, I like it. Yeah. All right. Uh, Wheeler, uh, American redhead. We have yeah. Sean uh, Paul Ellis. Yeah. Right. Yeah. <laughs> um, no, because I, he's got to be he's got to be jokey uh, and be able to deliver a punchline, but he's also yeah. kind of a prick. Yeah. At the same time. It's got to be a YouTube star. No, right? fill me out with this. It's okay. not. I've got two possible ones that I have here. Okay. Seth Green. Okay. Who always looks young and I'm convinced doesn't age. Yeah. So he could easily, he's like 43. Uh, so I, I think he could easily pull off like a mid 30s or something like that. Or sure. I went with Riverdale's uh, KJ Appa. Done. That's the one. That's the one? Okay. Sorry, Seth Green. Uh. Seth Green can be the stop motion wheeler. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah. So continuing on with the with the Planeteers, uh, I really I really wanted to go for people who had uh, who could be indigenous to the specific land or area sure. that they were representing for this. And so Linka has obviously Russian background that she has in here. And so uh, I went with uh, Svetlana. I'm gonna screw this name up. Uh, Kochenkova. 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 She, I don't know the she played time. in the Wolverine. She played okay. Viper. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. She'd be good. Yeah. I mean, she didn't have much to do in that movie, but she'd be good. Yeah. She'd be so, like a perfect Linka, actually. Yeah. So good call. she, uh, you know, I, I, I basically, I wanted somebody that can actually speak Russian so that you they mean could you have. You don't want Scarlett Johansson to no. talk like John Malkovich? But you know what? Honestly, this was the big thing that I had with this was that earlier this year with Ghost in the Shell and the whitewashing of things like that, I wanted people that actually had right. uh, some link or some cultural tie to the areas, which brings me to Guy, yeah. who is Southeast Asian. And I went with Constance Wu. I love her and on Fresh Off the what? Boat. She's the mother Oh yeah, yeah, from yeah. Fresh Off the Boat on television. She's That's a fantastic actress. And sweet spot, she's mid-30s. Yeah, that'd be really good. It's weird because she's like a mom, so you always think of her, I always think of her as like an older 
actor, but she's not. I do <laughs> because too. I forget that I am, I am an older person as well. Right. I keep, when I talk cartoons, I automatically become a child again. So it's weird for me to cast that. She's like our contemporary. So, yeah. uh, so great. She's hilarious. So she's yeah. very, very funny. Yeah. So to round out our planeteers, I have Mati. Mm-hmm. Now, I went with a Brazilian you actor. wrote out of the script. Right? No, no. I, I, I cast Mati as a slightly younger actor because he's sure. played as being a younger character to the rest yes. of the Planeteers. Like and that. so you would know this actor best from Game of Thrones. Okay. He played Robin Aaron. He's a Brazilian okay. actor named Lino Fascioli. I had no idea that kid was Brazilian. Kid's Brazilian. How about that? Yeah. I like it. So I think he's like maybe eight, seventeen, eighteen, uh, in good. age. Yeah, yeah, plenty. Uh, yeah. Cool. All right, we got the main planeteers now. Everybody's got their rings; they're all geared up and ready yep. to go. Ready. Obviously, kid. Obviously, Constance, kid from Riverdale, and uh, <laughs> John Boyega are going to be leading this. <laughs> yeah. But, yeah. Okay. Exactly. So we, so uh, we we have all the planeteers. So let's summon Captain Planet. Got to by their all powers right. combined. Right. Captain Planet, we have coming up. I put. Chadwick Boseman that you've already mentioned. Interesting. Yeah, man. I love Don Cheadle in <laughs> what he did. It, yeah, but he's already, he's done, already it. done it. Yeah. And it was hilarious. And I don't want it to be something that continues in that. I think Chadwick Boseman would be able to do a great job with this. Dude's already jacked and built. Uh, and I, I love the idea of having him take on that role. Here's what's interesting about that. So you've got the the Gaia, right? You've got Mother Earth, who she was a dark-skinned character. I don't know if they ever, like, assign, quote, an ethnicity to her. But it's weird that, like, as this Mother Earth figure, she would summon a, a greenish-blue-skinned, green-mulleted, uh, <laughs> weird-pants-wearing dude. That was I'm not trying to strange. say that... I'm not trying to say this, but the period that we grew up, Dave, was very weird in terms of its fashion sense. Everything was weird in terms of everything. Um, yeah, I actually really like that a lot. I was thinking, I was sticking with my white male privilege, and I was thinking Army Hammer, just because I feel like you could just put him in the mold of that Captain Planet from the 90s, mm. and he would look exactly like him. No, oh, fair Doesn't enough. mean he's the best fit for it. I just think that he, with a green mullet, I'm pretty sure the Army Hammer would look exactly like him. But gotcha. I like Chadwick Boseman. I like that idea. I, I will say that my original thought for this, which is mm-hmm. my original thought for pretty much anything nowadays, is what if we put Dwayne Johnson as Captain Planet, but with Black Adam coming out, I was like, I don't want to do this. And I'll actually have to give credit. Melanie Harker was the one who suggested Chadwick Boseman. I like it. So I like it she a lot. Gets a, However, she gets I still think that. you have... Good job, Mel. I still think you have room for Dwayne Johnson. Okay. Do Fair you enough. want to know where? where? I'll tell you where once you tell me your villains. You got to uh, okay. tell me your villains. All right, all right. Because uh, this will be interesting. I'll be, I'll be curious to hear this. So yeah. for Gaia, uh, uh-huh. if you remember, Whoopi Goldberg was the yeah. original voice of Gaia. I straight up want Whoopi Goldberg to yeah, make over. Yeah, just keep Whoopi. Yeah, like just keep no Whoopi. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, I, she's great. That's her voice. I want her to, to do the whole thing with the beginning where she's like, Earth. And then she goes into the entire story at the beginning. That would be super fun for me. So let's keep it with Whoopi. If Whoopi, if, for some reason, is not yep. available, yep. Oprah Winfrey. Read my mind. 100%. Seriously? Yep. Nailed That's it. exactly Perfect. what I was going to say. Yep. Excellent. Excellent. Um, so if you remember- in you, could the, even, you could even pull a weird Matrix switch where they're just like, here's a wise old black woman who, whoops, we no longer have her. So let's just put another wise old Aww. black woman in and hope that, and then write some sort of weird- 
script thing in. I don't want anything to happen to Whoopi Goldberg before this movie or gets Oprah made, and I don't want anything to ever happen to Oprah. Exactly. Nothing can ever happen to Oprah. All uh, right, this all sounds too good, so who do you have for villainy? All right, great. So, great question. What I'm interested in doing is, if you mm-hmm. remember the first episode, it takes place in a, in a kind of grounded, semi-not-grounded idea <laughs> where they have where you have Hoggish Greedley and you have yeah. his henchman, Rigger, yep. who are drilling for oil in uh, like the wetlands or some, some, yeah, some reserve that should yeah. not have a pipeline running through it. And water and so or whatever, yeah. What I really wanted to do was I wanted to give the dynamic of the Planeteers the ability to kind of connect because this has to be an origin story, yeah. sadly. Uh, well, they haven't done the movie, so. Right. I mean, I'd love to yeah, be able to jump be... into some of the action, you know, sure. as soon as possible. But I wanted to be able to kind of set some of this up with uh, with Hoggish Greedley and with Rigor. And so if you remember, Hoggish Greedley is a very broad status, very big lumbering character. I really want. He's a pig man. Yeah, he's a pig man. I really want, and I'm not saying this because this person is of that stature, but because I love him as an actor, John Goodman. You're say, you were going to say John Goodman. I think it'd be fun to watch him be a villain again. He's done it briefly a couple of times. I think he'd be good. I think that this person, I, was, I don't want him to be as slapstick and as comedy focused as the cartoon right. was. Uh, if you watch 10 Cloverfield Lane with the level of intensity that he has in there, I think this is something that he could really bring somebody who has a lot of those core traits, but is just villainous to the core. I like with an, that. If, with uh, a weird John, intensity. If John Goodman passes, I would like David Harbour to take a crack at uh, being a villain. Okay. Because be my other, my, uh, 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 let me, I've got two alternates for oh, both of alternates. these villains. All right. Okay. So, uh, but let me, let me do the first round that I have for Rigor because the, okay. the second two backups that I have for Hoggish and Rigor will make more sense when I say it. Okay? I've got one for rigor, but I'll, I'll hold off until you right. set them all. Well, you want to say it at the same time? Definitely not. You sure? <laughs> yeah. Okay. All right. Uh, so the, the first idea that I have for rigor, Paul Dano. Damn it. <laughs> <laughs> Was that who you were going to say? No, but he'd be good. Yeah, he'd be good. Uh, if you, if you want to... Never mind. I said I'd wait. Go ahead. No, no, no. So uh, to, to back up my, my alternates that I have for Hoggish Greedley and for mm-hmm. rigor, I really loved... The dynamic between these two in the HBO series Vice Principals. Mm-hmm. I would love Danny McBride as Hoggish Greedley, and I would love Walter Goggins Walton. as yeah. Rigger. Yeah. Fucking love those two. You can't go they wrong are, with Walton Goggins. He's the best. They are crazy. And because I said I wanted to set this up for a potential future movie, yeah. at some point, something in the plot has to be about pollutants or or some type of nuclear material getting exposed somebody gets exposed to it potentially and towards the very end of the movie the big reveal would be who the potential next villain would be yeah it's mickey rourke as duke nukem <gasps> nice i was gonna say dwayne johnson as duke nukem yeah so that's, i mean that's good yeah that's i just good. thought mickey rourke i just i loved uh, it's almost that character uh, but sort of with like a surfer intent that he played yeah. uh, in Sin City. Yeah. So I think that he could be threatening and just fucking bananas in that. He would be bananas about that. Yeah. I uh, I have another rigor. Yeah, yeah. Go back ahead. up for you, Kid Rock. <laughs> Absolutely <laughs> fucking not. That's a goddamn deal breaker for me, and you know it. It was just when you said rigor, the first thing that popped in my head was a picture of rigor, and then just Kid Rock right next. So I'm like, they're pretty much identical. <laughs> the only the only way that I would okay, ever how about, want that how about, to happen. The only way that David I would ever Spade as Joe Dirt, which is Kid Rock. Yeah, you know what? I'd do that okay. over Kid Rock. 
But if Kid Rock was to do it, the only way that I would let him do it is mm-hmm. that if every time he opened his mouth for any line, it was him just going, bah, with a bah, da bang, da bang, digga, 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 sing the movie. Sing. I, I don't even think do he's it. the My guy that sang is... that, though. Isn't he? I think it was one of his backup guys. I mean, it's his song, but I feel like it was one of his backup guys that actually sang that. Bullshit. Said, My name is Kid. And then he started rapping. I'm forever, I'm forever upset if that wasn't him. I'm sure it is. I'm sure I'm going to get a lot of weird hate mail from a lot of really strange Senator Rock fans. But uh, <laughs> oh, no. how about how about Dwayne the Rock Johnson and Senator Kid Rock as a villain team up? That would be like a bad '90s or '80s Nintendo movie. I think, yeah, those two villains. Yeah. I also nope, feel like if we wanted to get rid of Kid Rock, we could just pair him up with Dwayne Johnson, and he'd just kill him in like three yeah. seconds. But we'd all be like, Absolutely. you know what? Justified. Totally fine. You're above and the then we get totally And then we fine. get the guy who was the actor in the TV show Justified to fill yeah. in for rigor. Fine Possibly Timothy Oliphant. I can never remember. There are like four guys that all look <sighs> exactly the same, and I can never remember which one's which. Guys, it's hard to tell people apart sometimes. It is. Those dudes all look identical. <laughs> um, if Allison's listening to this episode, she knows exactly who I'm talking about. Uh, I will say real quick, I would love a Captain, Captain Planet cartoon. I want... Here's my twisted version. I want a dark reboot of it, though. I want, instead of planeteers who are like good-natured kids who are just trying to like save the world and teach people how to like pick up after themselves and take care of stuff, we did that in the 90s. That's like the Sunshine and Rainbows version. That shit didn't work. Things are worse now than they were before. Things are worse now than when we had the first Earth Day. I want a straight-up like eco-terrorist version of Captain Planet. These kids have ridiculous powers in their rings. I say put them to good use. They're not nearly nasty enough to actually get shit done. I want an eco-terrorist version of Captain Planet. And I don't want a Captain Planet who's all just like, hey, everybody, let's just hug and just, just like kiss a dolphin. I don't want that anymore. I want a force of nature. I want like category seven level storms from this guy. Because he's supposed to be all of these elements combined for the power yeah. of like, you know, quote unquote, saving the earth. I want something nasty. I want something that's actually going to get your attention. But that's just my twisted sense. I could get on board with that. Nice. Yeah. Hey, uh, you want one more to close it out? Yeah. You got one more and let's close out. Let's close out 2017. Let's do this. Oh, how about that? It's going to be so nice. Uh, it's actually from a cartoon that we just watched last week. Uh-oh. And it's the first time I ever watched this Rankin Uh-oh. Bass special. Oh, no. It's the year without a Santa Claus. Oh, son of a bitch. Yeah. Get excited. All right. All right. I'm in. I'm in. I'm right, good. Here we go. As Santa Claus. All right. You've already mentioned him, John Goodman. Okay. Yeah. A hundred percent. Love the Goodman. Good Santa Claus. As Mrs. Claus. You you may have to dig deep into your mind for this one. Delta Burke. Oh. Designing women. Yeah. Designing, Designing women. Delta Burke. Oh, a hundred percent. Here's a weird one. Okay. Yeah. Here's a weird one. Would, Stick would, with. But yeah. will her? But will her mouth match up with any of the no, things that she's saying? Absolutely not. She okay, is not going to speak at all. We're going to have. Oh Jesus uh, Christ. If, we're gonna no 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 she'll she'll mouth flap. We're gonna have um oh my god what's her name from the Golden Girls from the Golden Girls the last surviving member of the Golden Girls oh Sophia Betty White Betty White, Betty White. Uh, we're gonna have her do the voiceover for Delta Burke's Mrs Claus just so we can get the weird mouth flaps. <laughs> okay yeah. here we go okay all right uh, as Jingle remember Jingle and Jangle yeah of course I do okay Jingle. You might have to p- dig deep again. Eddie Griffin. Okay. Yeah. Eddie Griffin. 
uh, as Jangle, his kind of dumb sidekick, Ethan Supley, who you might remember from My Name is Earl, the big guy, Randy, from My Name is yeah, Earl. Yeah, yeah. Okay. I could get I could get up over this. Okay. Uh, now we got Iggy. We got the kid who, like, I don't know, does kid stuff. You remember him? Yeah, of course. We're going to go Dylan Minnette. Dylan Minnette. He's a little older now. Don't know who that is. Dylan Minnette from, um, is he? No, he's not the one in Maze Runner. What the heck is he, is he from? Is he from Goosebumps? Now I got to look it up. I got to look up my own fan cast. I think he might have been the. Dylan! Oh, no, no. Was he in the original Maze Runner? This is unprofessional. (laughs) You're not helping. You talking about Dylan O'Brien? No, no, that's the problem is you can combine different Dylans, but not this one. No, Dylan Minnette. He was in Don't Breathe recently. He was in Let Me In, the remake. He was in Prisoners. He was in the Goosebumps movie. Um, let's see what else was he in that we might know. He was in Lost, I guess. But anyway, that's fine. He plays the kid, okay? Okay. He's kind of a generic kid. He plays the kid. All right, now we got the fun stuff. So we got Heat Miser. Harvey Firestein. You remember Harvey Firestein? Yeah, that's Dylan Minnette. You remember Harvey Firestein? Yeah, yeah. The voice. He's got the voice. Okay. All right. Snow Miser. Michael McKean. You might know him from This Is Spinal Tap and more recently uh, from Better Call Saul. Better Call Saul. Yeah, okay. Okay. Mother Nature. Carol Kane. You're going to play Carol Kane. Hmm. How do you feel about all this? You said, who from Mother Nature? Why am I having a hard time? Carol, Carol Kane? Kane, like legendary Carol Kane, like Princess Bride, like all the the Mel Brooksy kind of stuff. She she was even on um, <sighs> recently um, on Netflix with uh, Tina Fey, Kimmy Schmidt. Oh really? Yeah, was she not? I mean, I, I'm. I thought that that was Robin Wright. Oh my you said, god! No, that's you said from, Princess Bride. She's from House of Cards. You said Princess Bride, right? Yeah, Princess Bride, but not the main. Not oh my Buttercup, god, yeah, the dang, the dang witch, Miracle Max. Oh, like, you are so right. Yeah, Carol uh, Kane. Jesus, I'm, I gotta get it together. Are I'm you not. Okay, are you okay with this fan cast? Yeah, I could get on board with this fan cast. I really could like you know? Yeah, because uh, she plays Lillian uh, on the show, and she is yeah. bananas on Unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt. And she is probably one of the most joyous things on that entire program because she's so batshit insane. So yeah, as somebody who kind of comes in as sort of a a deus ex machina at the very end and is crazy and summons people with lightning bolts, I, I could totally see <laughs> I could totally see Carol Kane as that, yeah. Well, here's the thing. What? This entire cast already appeared in the 2006 remake that apparently got like completely trashed by critics out there this thing was actually remade as a live action movie i had this idea and i have a whole completely different cast for it but i was just like so blown away by this cast the fact that it existed and there are some terrible decisions here that i was just like holy crap this thing actually exists and now i want to watch it are you serious really want to know yeah 2006 remake that's why dylan manette was only like a child back then because it was was 10 years ago he's only like i don't know 10 years old maybe 12 years old so Holy now shit. listeners out there 
you have to let us know if you've seen this 2006 remake and how bad it actually is. Because I might actually go watch this thing. It looks real bad. Yeah, I'm now, I'm now looking at the rest of this cast, and this is crazy. Yeah, it's not good. It also, looks like good. it also looks like Chris Kattan is in it. He is, but I decided to leave him out because I don't think he appeared in the cartoon. I don't think he appeared in the original as a character yeah. named Sparky. I, that, no. This all seems terrible. What the fuck? But that is my Christmas gift to you and yours. Now you all know there is a live action remake of A Year Without a Santa Claus, and it's terrible. So go seek it out, buy it on possibly VHS, probably DVD, and send it to your loved ones this holiday season. Oh, why would you do that? You love these people. I'm secretly Krampus. This is punishment for all your terrible behavior, children. Oh, my God. Krampus is drunk on rum raisin cake. I like that we are finishing up 2017 by you with prank- a Krampus, with a Krampus, and with you pranking me with a show that already exists that's bad, been, and me signing you, off on it. You've been pranked. If there was call it in Krampus Town, pranked, pranked. Oh man, what if it's you do a, a good, good old Christmas prank? Uh, let me ask you, Krampus, mm. if you do a good deed, what do you guys call that? There are no good deeds. Oh, that's a real bummer. That's right. Have a shitty Christmas. Oh, God. Hey, guys. From everybody here at Saturday Morning Cartoons, <laughs> that is uh, myself, Sean, that is Dave, as well as also Krampus. Thank you guys so much for listening this year. We really super appreciate it. Uh, we're extremely pumped and excited for 2018. We've got a couple things that are going to happen very early on in the year. And oh, 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 can I jump back in real quick? Yeah, of course you can. In? I'm just simply saying back we're excited studio? to share some new stuff with everybody. No, we do actually have some like cool presents and stuff for people coming up in the new year. Yeah. You guys got to wait a little bit. I'm sorry it's not time for Christmas, but it will be in time for 2018. Do you well, want to the, tell uh, them about it now? Well, this episode actually comes out on Christmas. <laughs> yeah, but do this you want to tease them about it? It is kind of like a Christmas present. Yeah, you yeah. You wanna... wait a week to unwrap it. Yeah, yeah. You want to talk a little bit about it? So, so briefly, you guys will see more about this in the, the days to come. We here at Saturday Morning Cartoons have been happy and, and privileged enough to have a number of sponsors through Patreon who have given their hard-earned dollars each and every month for a couple of chuckleheads here to put on this show, but it's also allowed us to do some other things. So the long, the long goal here for the uh, SMC team is to actually produce our own original content. We don't just want to just talk about things that already exist for the rest of our lives. We actually want to make something <laughs> that is, uh, you know, original, that is an homage to the things that we love and the things that we talk about and actually apply the things that we've learned about through criticism in order to make a solid uh, show or a solid bit of uh, branding or whatever you want to call it. So we're going to dip our toes into the world of web comics coming up right here in January. We have an interesting idea uh, we've all kind of collaborated on it together. We have an artist involved. We've got a number of projects ready to go, which you're going to see in January. Do you want to give them kind of like a log line? Do you want to give them that? Sure. Uh, if we were to tell you guys that we are going to be able to show you something that is a coming-of-age story in the yeah. style of a Charles Schultz Peanuts cartoon with a young version of the Grim Reaper. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it sounds, let that roll around your mind for a little bit. You'll understand it more, I think, when you see it. But imagine if Death's kid went to school and kind of had to figure out 
life and everything that it entailed. Right. That's kind of the that's kind of what we're going with here, but in a style of like a Peanuts meets South Park almost. So for the moment, uh, Patreon has been, you know, our patrons have been kind enough to to give us the seed money for that, and we've got uh, a few a few comics that are going to be rolling out in January. You guys are going to be the first ones to check them out. We're really hoping that you love it. We hope they're entertaining, and we hope that it leads to something else in the future. But I think for now, that's that's uh, that's your present from us at the end of the year. Aww. Yeah. I think everybody's just like, you know what? I would have preferred socks. <laughs> We can also send you socks. We're also sponsored this year by Bombas Socks. No, we're not. We're not. Please, yeah, please we're sponsor Bombas us, Bombas Socks. Please sponsor us. All right. Love. I think that's it. I think that's a good tease for the end of the year. <laughs> we got rid of Krampus, so everybody's happy. All right. Sean, my buddy, thank you for like, what is this, like three years now? 185 episodes? Yeah, this is uh, over three years now. That's crazy. Yeah, three and a half now. Yeah. So thank you so much for all your hard work behind the scenes and on the show each and every week. Much appreciated. Uh, Merry Christmas out there to everybody, especially to our patrons, to our uh, every week, love it or hate it, which unfortunately there is none this week, but thank you, Bobby <laughs> Anthem, you get the week off. Uh, and just thank you to everybody who's listened to the show and supported us and our, our subscribers and our patrons and our followers and everybody who's reached out to just have a conversation with us about cartoons or craziness or anything else. Much appreciated. And we hope to see you guys in the new year. Everybody that has given us an, uh, a shout out on Twitter, uh, a like, a retweet, anybody who's on Instagram that has laughed at or commented or, or <laughs> liked any of the stuff that we have that's up there. Uh, any of the people who have messaged us on Facebook and been like, I'm really enjoying this show and, and this is a cartoon that I love to to listen yeah. to and, and here's a shit ton of suggestions. We hope to get to those in 2018 uh, and we're targeting being able to get to some of the, the the more interesting ones that you guys have suggested this year. So we do this because you guys enjoy listening. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for listening. And, uh, and we hope you had a great year and we hope you have a great start to 2018. And guess what? First episode of next year. If you don't know what we're doing in January, <laughs> get on fucking board guys. Cause we do this every year. Of course we're doing new year's Nicktoons. We're kicking off and the first episode drops on the first day of next year, January one, we are coming right out of the gate. Start your year off right. We're going to have a new web comic and a new episode and New Year's Nicktoons 2018. Uh, get How, ready for it. What more can you ask for than that? That's a great get, start. Get ready. Rap air horn. Beep, 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 beep. That's as good a way to end the show as any. So thank yeah. you guys again for listening. This has been Saturday Morning Cartoons. We will see you in 2018. Prompt. Prompt. <laughs> hey, everybody. Thanks a lot for listening to Saturday Morning Cartoons. Now, if you'll excuse me, I have to transform and roll out.